Can you slap something for me? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, like what? Like, I, like I can choose, or is this something specific? <laughs> oh man, oh, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> I'm gonna slap at the base, man. Yeah, slap at the base, man. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. That was Buddy. everybody. Welcome to From a Certain Point of View, a Wooden Bull Films podcast. That musical talent that you just heard then was my co host, or the number one host, and I'm his co host. I don't know how it works, but it works. And that was Mr. Fantastic, Mr. Justin Turnbull. How you doing, buddy? Man, <laughs> I'm. I sound I'm like I was drunk. Then. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> you know what? You know what your problem is. The same as mine, man. I think I'm still sweating. I think I'm still sweating. People, if, are you on the west coast? Are you? Did you get hit by this heat wave? Holy cow! Uh, yeah. So, man, I, I'm good now. Things have cooled off a little bit. It's only like a, a high twenties or mid mid to high twenties, whatever you want to call it. But I'm good. Holy cow! You know what? I'm kind of sad this week, though, because I just realized, you know who's not on the episode again? Who's not on the episode again? Rachel. <laughs> I know. I know. I feel like saying that's the right. world She's... cried out in <laughs> yeah. vain. Yeah, she is traveling. We thought she was traveling last time. She was traveling, just not to her final destination. So she is gone again this week. But you know what? We still got a good episode because we're going to talk about what we're watching. We're going to get into some uh, some trade stuff. There's been a couple trailers that have been dropped that I know I'm pretty excited for. We'll see if you guys are. And last week, we never got to our top five MCU superheroes. We said we were going to. We didn't. And I heard Hayden uh, had some like long division algebraic formulas to come up with how he got to his top five. So I'm really curious about that. So we can get to that this week. And of course, we continuing along with Loki, the Nexus event. My goodness, episode four it is now. And did it answer more questions? <laughs> like one or two, maybe. But did it give us more? Like a dozen. So we're going to talk about that. And after all that's said and done, we're going to wrap it up with a little whiskey shot. And uh, say goodbye. I do want to say one more thing, actually, on Rachel, because we threw her a James Bond trivia question last week. She didn't get it. She guessed uh, live and let die. But you know what I like how when she comes up with her answers, she doesn't just like for me, I just like throw something away. She's like, okay, well, live and let die was a Beatles song. So she's going in like she's thinking about the history and the timeline of Bond. So I was like, oh, that's a smart, smart way. But unfortunately, that movie was the eighth in the series. The answer to the first Bond movie was, of course, Dr. No. So for you, those of you out there 
that were playing along at home, now you have it. So Hayden, that's enough for me, man. Uh, what you watching? I just got to say, did you deliberately or accidentally put a horror pun on Rachel's travels? Oh, if it was really, really good, I'm going to claim it. <laughs> but <laughs> you're like, she's if headed to, to her final destination. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, I totally did that on purpose. Totally. You had it written down in your show notes. <laughs> In Final destination notes. equals Rachel's Damn. travels. <laughs> That's the most thought I've put into this episode, people. So all the credit. Take take that. See, the best jokes, folks, come from ourselves. The writers' room, they give us garbage. We come up with our <laughs> own jokes. That's right. To all you writers out there. Write suck better it. jokes. <laughs> Suck. <laughs> suck, 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 suck on some ice cubes so you stay cool and write better jokes for us. Uh, hey, did you, hey, how did you fare in the heat? How did you fare in the heat? Like, honestly, I mean, I was, you did, I, I thought I saw a picture of you in like shorts that were, were way too small or something. Is that true? Did, did I send that, that to you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Before I get into what I watch, folks, um, I too was part of this heat wave because I am on the West Coast. Um, and I had to work through pretty much all of it. But one of the days I had off, I think it was it was Sunday and it was what, 36, 37? I don't know. It was hot. Uh, and we don't have any air conditioning at this house. And the only shorts that I have are like knee length or longer, like cargo shorts, because I'm all about those pockets. You gotta carry everything in a pocket. <laughs> And I still carry a bag. Anyway, um, yeah, we ended up spending the day at the mall just to survive because this house here has no air conditioning and the fans, you know, fans only do so much. And it's just hot. But then we decided that we would try and go find fans. And, you know, I don't think Greater Vancouver, it's not equipped for extreme cold or extreme heat. <laughs> so when either of those two things happens, it shuts down. It's like, I don't know what to do. Dude, it was is we're we will handle the mild, yeah, the happy middle we, ground. Like, yeah, that's it, baby. That's life. We don't need no highs. We don't need lo no lows. So we went looking for a fan. Nope, no one had anything left. They like sold out on the first day of this like heat wave bubble. Everyone ran out of fans, air conditioners, and like ice. No one had nothing. So we went and we went shopping. Couldn't find anything. I ended up doing a Walmart run just to get even more air conditioning. And I came across these little shots and I was like, ooh, I like those. Maui and Sons, if anyone knows a brand, it's like an old, it's like a Hawaiian surf brand, which I used to wear all the time as a kid back home in Australia. And I hadn't seen it for forever, but I saw it in Walmart. I was like, oh, dude, nice. I remember wearing that all the time. I used to get the watches and everything. Um, didn't buy them. But I went back the next day and I bought them. And they're like, <laughs> I don't have small legs. Like, I don't have huge legs, but I don't have small legs. And I'm like, if I sit down in these, it's tight. <laughs> it's like really tight. But they're psychedelic. They're like, you remember the old X-Men cartoons from the 90s? And like the yep. color scheme was like yellow and blue. Tie-dye that color scheme and put it on a pair of stubby shorts. <laughs> 
And that's what I got. That's what I'm wearing right now. That's that's why you got them, isn't it? That's well, why stand I up. Give a show. Give okay, a show. Okay, okay. I got to put the microphone out of the way. I'm going to make sure that uh, this is family appropriate when I stand up. So hang on. <laughs> I don't even know. Please. Please do. Please do. Okay, I got to take the headphones off too. Take the headphones off. Oh, he's grunting. He's All he had to do was stand up and he was grunting. Look at that. Hold on. Go more middle. Go more middle. Damn. Those are short. Those are some short shorts. Oh, oh, bro, if you just dropped your pencil, can you bend over and pick that up? You're going to need that for the show. Just. <laughs> I got no idea. What oh, he's got his said, headphones on. I'm, I'm back now. Perfect. Oh, that's good. I'm back down. <laughs> so yeah that was my uh, escapades into making myself cooler was getting the tiny little shots and it worked and i've even worn them was... in public folks so yeah yeah i gotta say i actually i i kind of i like the color the length i mean it could have been you know a good eight to ten inches longer for me but still they were <laughs> you know they were they were shorts that's what they meant for shorts you know what they they uh they canceled James's school. It was so damn hot. Like the second last day of school, they just completely canceled it. I can imagine. And then Dang. the last day, they just reduced it to half day. It's like, we're not prepared. <laughs> it's too hot. We have snow days when there's like an inch of snow. <laughs> and we have two hot days when it gets too hot. Because, you know, we don't, we're not equipped. No. But you know what I'm equipped with? Right now? Oh, I don't have one today. That, that sounded crispy and clean. Chug, chug, chug. Now, is that a burr or is it soda pop? Does it drink? I'm on holidays, so yes, it's the last beer. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's the last one. That's how I tell it. Like you're it's on holidays for uh, how long and you've already run out of beer? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. It's kind of actually sad. I, it took this long. Oh. I don't know how long. That's how it's been good. That's how long it's been. Or that's how it's been. I, I can't even tell you how long it's been. Shout out to my PBR. Still buying cheap beer. Hey, the cheap beer reminds me of home. I remember when, when uh, we first... I had that short film done and we were hanging out on Caitlin's balcony discussing how we were going to attack can and we were just like drinking cheap old Milwaukee. Hell yeah, baby. Old that Mil was another hot summer too because we were playing catch at the park shirtless. Just you tossing know, the glist football. Glistening in the sun. That's mm. how we conduct our meetings, folks. Topless. Sweaty. We're either drinking, <laughs> drinking at the at some place in a in a library room, or topless, throwing things at each other, and it works out. <laughs> Take that how you want it. Yeah, it works out. Um. Okay. So yeah, uh, I did manage to get a bit of TV film watching in as well, which is kind of fun. Uh, oh yeah, that's it. what. Right, we were doing the show. Right. Oh hey, hey, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Uh, Empire. I I almost. Well, actually, by the time this airs, I know I said that last week, but by the time this one airs, <laughs> I will have but, been finished that entire season. But as of now, I'm like, there's three episodes left. How the heckles do they finish this out? I'm like, mm. I'm like, were they preparing for another season and they didn't get it? Because I'm just like, there's so much that keeps going on. Hold on, though. Hold on. I have to say, it's Empire. <laughs> like, if anybody can cram an extra season into three episodes, you know Empire can do it. They can cram some stuff in. Or is it like, there's a lot to go? I feel like there's a lot. But what they've done in the last few seasons is they, they've they shown events that happen at the end of the season, and then they do these time jumps where they go back in time to show you the events leading up to it. Now, the start of the final season has a doozy of an event. I'm not going to say what it is. But then they go through the episodes and you're like, I don't see. Well, I, I was like, okay, so this character could do that. This one could do that. And then each one kind of gets resolved out. And then you're like, okay. And then you forget about it. And you're like, wait, if what they showed at the start is actually going to happen, they got a lot to do in like these three episodes. A lot. But then at the same time, I'm like, I had a theory and I was like, okay, they're filming a movie. Maybe that thing is part of the movie or is it part of real life? And I'm just like, oh, so much to cram. And <laughs> it's, it's been interesting because it went from being all of the family, you know, like you had the three sons all got equal time and then you had Cookie and you had Lucius and then you had the side characters as well. Uh, a lot of the side characters are gone and one of the kids is, he got written out of it and then the other one he's he's playing Lucius in the film so he's like not there at all either so really it's only the eldest son that they're focusing most of the show on and I'm like I get it like the storytelling is still good but I'm like this this thing's missing and what I complained about last week about how it not being enough focused on the music on Lucius's end, I should have just kept watching the show because it turns <laughs> more into the music for him. So I was like, this is what I'm like my own worst enemy. I'm like, why don't I do this? And uh, why don't I do that? If I could just keep watching hey, it, I might answer the questions. But you know what? That shows you, you know, you're good storyteller yourself you're like you know this is what they should do and then they do it yes well i hope so so i'm getting through that um we also started watching on the side because alex finished uh eight things eight simple rules with uh, dating my teenage daughter <laughs> did that because it's only two seasons i totally forgot what it's really called. Long eight one. rules eight, eight rules <laughs> she started a new one which i'd heard of but i'd never seen it was called raising hope Mm. and it's freaking hilarious but i haven't seen all of it but it's one of the again it's one of those shows you can kind of jump in and and pick up on it so that was that was pretty good i'm having a good good few chuckles on that it's like oddball comedy but this seems to be my kind of comedy apparently um real quickly whatever that i watched a youtube video of this future of space stations that i sent to justin here 
because I thought he would like that because it was super small, like eight minute video. I, I should put a link out for you folks listening because it was exploring the uh, possible future of space stations for human life because apparently the international space station is like done in four years it's like yeah it's not gonna be operational anymore what what's next they're already building something but they're like then what is next and they're talking about all these different types of ones that they could create and how big they are and how they could sustain life and plants and all this stuff and i was like I know someone who would like to watch this too, so I sent it to Justin. I don't know if he watched it, but I sent it to him. I'm I, I've started sweating again. I was getting so excited just hearing you talk about it because yeah, I love that. I love ugh. if y'all don't know my love for space and sci-fi and ours, then you don't know us. You don't know. So when I saw that, and you know what I love about this is when I I love that humans as a species we're there's some of us out there these people that are doing this and and really trying to advance like space exploration and life that we're think like we're able to think that far ahead as as a species like okay at some point if you think like we think you know let's set a a, a one year goal or a five year plan or 10 year plan you know it's like, where's the human species going to be in 50,000 years from now? You know what I mean? It's insane to think about. Of course, you, you can't comprehend what it'll be like, but there's people out there looking that far ahead and like, we need to build space stations. Eventually, we're going to need to become, for the human race to survive, an interplanetary species. And so when I see stuff like that, when you send me stuff like that, whew. I get a little bit excited. Just a little bit. Oh, yeah. What I really liked about that was um, the stuff that I knew was going to be within our lifetime, which was the um, – I'll tell you, this is how excited I got. The mining, <laughs> using space stations as a source of mining in space for Earth and also for telecommunications and – uh, which is already starting with like the whatever it's called the SkyTrain stuff, not SkyTrain. Oh, <laughs> I said this last time, but SpaceX's program where they have the. I actually looked it up and I totally forgot, but it's the. Oh man, I'm totally blanking. But they've set up all the satellites in space to create a blanket wire. Uh, Starlink. That's the one of the free internet across the world. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that, what they talked about and the. Uh, um, using it as like a materials and minerals link in outer space from mining from like mm -hmm. the moon or from asteroids. I was like, that stuff we'll see in our lifetime. It's like, you know they, what? I'm not going to an oil rig in the ocean no more. I'm going into space <laughs> onto some asteroid that's in orbit <laughs> and we're going to mine it and we're going to send it across and then we're going to send it down. So. I mean, you just don't know what kind of minerals you're going to find out there. Like, look what, humans we've been able to do as we've gone through a different ages like stone age metal age iron age you know what i mean we've figured out how to manipulate minerals on our planet to achieve these things but that's our planet the solar system the galaxy the universe is huge but i think they actually already have some sort of agreement out there 
where you, you you can't mine the moon because it's like the importance of the moon to earth is too great so i'm oh, yeah, pretty yeah. sure I'm that sure there's something out there like that yeah it would probably knock earth off its axis and orbit pattern if it lost the gravitational <laughs> yeah. like variance of the moon and then we'd all die so yeah don't touch it please <laughs> leave it alone <laughs> I mean, what was it? It was um, Evan Almighty where he played with the moon because he was God and he, no, Bruce yeah. Almighty, Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty. You, and he like brought it closer and it just like totally messed up <laughs> everything on the earth. And he was like, oh crap. Yeah, I love that. There's a part in that film where he has to answer, like all the prayers come to him and it's just overwhelming. And you, it's impossible to go through all for him. So he just says yes to everything and then it cuts to the, the earth and it's like however many millions of people won the lottery and they all won like 20 bucks or something because I guess they'd all prayed they won the lottery. So he'd say, anyways, side yeah. tangent. <laughs> uh, and lastly, I actually got to watch a film. I decided to watch a film last night at 10.30 at night because why not? Because I knew I wasn't working today. Uh, I closed the shop up and I was like, I want to watch something. What is it? And I ummed an odd for like an hour. And then I looked at my watch list. Oh, look at that. A film from my watch list. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I have this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was, I, I jumped back on the Wes Anderson wagon and I was like, I'm going to watch The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. And I was like, I remember. I know that I've seen this film at some point in my life, but I did not remember it at all. So I was like, I'm going to watch it again. And I really enjoyed it. And that's all I'm going to say because I talked a lot about some other things. So, folks, if you like uh, films, watch Wes Anderson films. They're quirky. They might not be for you, but you never know until you watch it. That said, he's got a new one coming out. It's premiering at Cannes. And then recently, I might bring it up in Trade Talks. Got some more on him. So I'm going to pass it over to you, Justin. What have you been up to? What have you been watching? Hmm. Digesting. Watching. Consuming. Consuming quite a bit. We did. Oh, we tried. Based off of the film, we tried a yesterday. We did yesterday. Uh, Saturday? First day of holidays. We were like, yeah, let's do it. Of course, there's the movie yesterday, and that's what inspired us. Nice. So we watched, of course, we had a great day, first of all. And then when it came to the evening and we were watching, the kids wanted to watch movies. Jocelyn picked a Harry Potter film. Go figure. Goblet of Fire. Nice. And James picked a Star Wars film. Go figure. Rise of Skywalker. So, so to Kate, it's like, oh, man, we really got to, like, when we let our kids pick movies, I got to stop letting them pick like two and a half hour long movies, <laughs> you know, uh, but we were just joking about that, of course. Uh, so it was nice to go back, watch those. We watched Wish Dragon. I've watched some of the, the 90s, The Last Great Decade, which is a documentary series that just goes through the 90s. And man, it may have been all my, basically all my favorite music comes from there. And But the one I want to talk about, man, is the one I've been following, and that is Yellowstone, because we wrapped it up, and we there's the third season, 
is the last season that's out right now. Season four is coming out to Paramount Plus, so now I gotta get another goddamn streaming service because the show is too good not to get it. So people, if you can at least power through the first, binge the first three seasons on Prime right now. I don't know if if when Paramount Plus comes out, they're gonna Prime's gonna lose it or not, but it is worth it. It's so good. Season three, they I like I talked before, the relationship between one of the brothers and the sister. Like you knew something was there, something uh, like she hated him, hated him. And throughout the se- the series, like you really like this character, Beth. She's ruthless, uh, uh, but also so, uh, I don't know, I would say lovable, but you know, like however you want to say it and you want to root for at times. And at times you're like, why, like, why are you like this? Cause she can be really evil, but anyways, so, and specifically to this one brother. And so finally that was revealed. So that was, that was good. And you're just like, oh, I get it. <laughs> I get it. It makes sense. Like I don't, and you know, like it was, a, it was a weird so she had come to him for help with something and he did something to help her. But at the same time, he wasn't completely honest with her when he was, when it was happening. And as a result of that, like the, yeah, result, the impact of that was like catastrophic to her future, but she didn't know that at the time or even for quite a long time after. And so it was, yeah, you, 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 I could totally understand from her perspective why she was like that. But then this brother, this son, because they're, you know, this is all about trying to keep their land, the Yellowstone and you're going against uh, this heavy hitting like uh, hedge fund now that's trying to go after him. And all these storylines, like all these things start seeming like they're going in the right direction. And the information is coming out. You find out about that. And that didn't really make like it made me not like him. But at the end of season three like this information comes out and it's done in a really good way. It doesn't feel like cheesy and it comes out. And then like the last episode, everything just gets sent into chaos. And you're just like, Oh my gosh. Like I need to, like, I'm, I got to say is I'm happy. I'm not waiting another year for this. It's not like the boys or Mando or all these series that we've been following. We got away a year. It's nice people binge it now because season four is coming out this summer sometime. So you won't have to wait because season three ends with like just about every main character in a cliffhanger in like their own. It's wild. I don't know. It's cool, man. It's bring it on. Um, I'm ready for season four. I'll pay $8. Ten dollars a month, whatever Paramount Plus is is charging for that. If they have anything on top of that, I'll keep it. If not, adios.
So it was what everybody was saying it was. Like, I've never seen an ending to a series like this before. You're like, hang on, I got to get there. I got to get there. I'm watching the startup first. I'm watching the startup first. It, okay, it was, it was. It was. It was. It was. But... I have. To, I don't like knowing that before, so because now I'm anticipating yeah. all these characters to end like this big thing. Whereas if you're just watching it, because it's very, I mean, things are building to that point, but you just you you had no idea like it was going to go the way or take a turn the way it did, and so I didn't like. As I as I say this to everybody else, I didn't like knowing that ahead of time because I felt like I was anticipating it. But gotcha. still, when it happened, it was good enough that uh, it didn't leave me disappointed. Because sometimes, you know, you build that expectation about something and you get like super jacked, and then it doesn't quite meet it. For this, for me, I was like, like it met it. It met it absolutely. Nice. I'm sure I'll get to it at some point in the timeline of us. Who knows? We'll find out. <laughs> I hope that's a very long time. So I hope you do get to it. Yes. <laughs> like the timeline of us, I hope, goes for like at least another hundred years. At least. All oh, the way technology's going, I'll end up sounding like this guy. <laughs> hey, you went and watched the show finally. <laughs> yeah, mate, I did. I did get to that show. I told you I would. I was an oldie. <laughs> like those oldies. Well, it was new at the time when I talked to you about it. Yep. Nice. Anything so that's else? It. That's, well, that's it. That's, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's why I want to talk about people. Go check it out, Yellowstone Prime. I got recommended. Sweet Pea actually reached out to me. He finally got Disney Plus. So... Kudos to you, Sweet Pea. He got Disney Plus. He's like, I can finally stop fast forwarding the parts where you talk about all the new Disney Plus shows that are coming out. So, but he recommended one. Uh, so I'm I'm excited about that. But that is all I wanted to talk about as far as what I've watched this week. Oh, but a noise, but a noise. I always like hearing what you and your family get up to because there's um. A bunch of films and i'm like oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. bro you got to bring it down to the pg yeah well i gotta say this real quick you, you, you should check it out i saw it on the previews i added it to our watch this and it's called where is it i thought it was a film but it's actually a tv series it's called the mysterious benedict society check the trailer out for that mm-hmm. i did disney plus right okay Disney Plus, yeah. yeah. So everybody yeah. out there, it's yeah. another Disney Plus show. But I watched it and I was like, oh, that kind of looks as based on a book. And it was, it, it gave me a series of unfortunate events vibe, like a Lemony Snicket vibe, sort of. So I'll be curious to watch that one. But yeah, I do like hearing what you and your family get to. Yeah, Some Wish Dragon was. To it. Wish Dragon is probably. It was one of the ones is that is another animated one. And it was good. What it was um I don't remember what what it was on now, but it was almost like the genie in a way. It sort of reminded me of that beginning because this wish dragon, he's a dragon that's in 
a thing that if you rub, it comes out and you get three wishes. I don't even know if you rub it or say something. <laughs> I mean, it's good, but I can't remember. Um, and after so many masters, after his whatever thousandth master of granting wishes, he gets free. And so, of course, the show is about this kid who gets it, and he happens to be the thousandth master. But he doesn't just want to wish for gold or power like most people do. He's His wishes are very thoughtful. And, of course, the wish dragon is just like, I want my freedom, man. Like, just wish for gold. Wish for, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you, whatever you want. Yeah. So it was a fun one. It was a fun one. Right on. The week that was segment. Welcome to the week that was segment. This is where we will rattle off. A couple of news stories that we've found uh, from across the entertainment industry, across the world, that we thought were interesting, that we thought you might find interesting. Um, clearly, something has got Justin thinking, so I'm going to let him jump in right now before <laughs> I go any further. Uh, what had me thinking was, well, we didn't, because you had sent me something this week, and I didn't know if I was going to bring it up or if you were going to bring it up. Well, I'm going to save it for you. Because uh, it's a trailer no. for something. I'm going to let you talk about this one. Are you going to let me talk about it? Okay. The, mm-hmm. the, the official trailer for Many Saints of Newark uh, has come out, people. And I, I think I might have posted it already, actually. And this is the one that's the prequel to The Sopranos. We talked about it on a previous show. And let me tell you, we were excited about it when we heard about it. James Gandolfini, the late James Gandolfini, rest your soul, sir. His son is playing the young Tony Soprano. So that's really cool right off the bat. Uh, some other actors in it that I had no idea until I watched the trailer. One specifically, John Bernthal. I love him. Uh, that kid doesn't get enough credit. He's not a kid. But uh, So when I saw him in it, uh, it got me even more excited, man. And the trailer, I had to stop. it was one of the ones where I had to stop watching it. You sent it to me. You were like, bruh, 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 what? I can't remember. <laughs> and I started it and I was, uh, you know, I got so far into it and I was like, I ain't need to see any more. This is going to be good. So that's coming out uh, October 1st, I believe is the release date. So it'll be theaters October 1st, HBO Max for the first 31 days because that's the deal they do now. And then I think it's exclusive to or back to the theaters, but HBO Max will have it for the first 31 days. So check it out. Check out the trailer. It's going to be good. October 1st. Yeah. I, if you watched the whole trailer, you wouldn't have missed out on anything like, or been spoiled of anything. So, but you know, you do you. And, uh, I respect that. But folks at home, if you click the link in the uh, social medias, you can watch the whole thing. And it starts off with a little voiceover from James Gandolfini. And you're like, it's like chilling, like to hear his voice in that character and that Tony Soprano character again. Now, granted, I've only seen the first season of the show, but I was enough to, you know, be as introduced and established with those characters in the story and what he does. So to go back and it's like, 
and there are some big names in there. And like like Justin was saying, he didn't know who was in there until he watched it. And I was like, oh my God, like Ray Liotta's in there. And he's like, yo, gangster film, <laughs> Ray Liotta's going to show up at some point. And I'm like, you're pretty much right there. But he's so good. I would love to work with him. He just you has know, a, a talent and a look that I'm just like, star quality right there. It works. And you see a lot of the you, – you saw a lot back in the day too, like a decade ago when those – like the gangster flicks were coming out then. Or even like you, you go in gangster uh, films, okay? If you go back and you watch The Sopranos and then you go and watch the gangster, gangster flicks that came out in around that time and after that, man, it's a lot of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> because like the guys that can do that, like, uh, you know – New York Italian mafia, they have the look, they have the sound, they have the accent, you know, uh, why not? And good for him, Ray Liotta. I mean, yeah, it's probably fun roles to do. Yeah, why not? So yeah, that's a, that's a good little bit of news that we both watched and saw. Uh, the first one that I'm going to go into real quick, it's, uh, well, I will say this, uh, just because on the Variety article that I read about the trailer, there's a little ad at the bottom that has a time, like a, a countdown on it, and it's for the Tomorrow War. <sighs> Do you want to know how many yeah. hours and days are left until that film drops? Tell me. Well, Two right days. now. Oh, hold on. Can I guess? I mean, you can, you can guess, guess right now. Okay. It's Wednesday night. It comes out Friday friday oh shoot 39 hours 39 hours and 26 minutes 18 seconds close pretty close 23 hours and four minutes and however many seconds to go so less Wait, than a day what? less than a day less than a day how is that possible because 24 hours from now is is only the first i thought it came out on the second does but now, like this might on the other be, side of the world maybe i mean my phone is australian iTunes, <laughs> but this is this is like may, i don't know may, what is that 23 hours from now because it's, it's basically is 10 o'clock on the first it's not even midnight oh eastern it eastern must be eastern, eastern drop Oh, you can get it on the first. You can get it on the first on the West Coast. Oh my gosh! I can watch it tomorrow night. Unless they're like really sticking it to you, and they're like, yeah, "Time locks on the West Coast." Don't mess with the sacred timeline, bro, bro. So there's that. The first thing that I'm going to talk about real quickly, because I alluded to it in what I'd been watching, Wes Anderson films. Uh, he does have the French Dispatch that is premiering at Cannes Film Festival. But like we always say, have your next film ready to go before your current one gets released. He has his next movie already locked in the can, ready to go to shoot in September in Spain with mm. Tilda Swinton already attached to star in it. So she's been in a couple of these films. I'm pretty sure she's in the one that's just about to come out. Um, but that's pretty much all that's known about it. He's like, I'm not ready to tell folks what it's about. 
but it's going to be shooting in September. So good on him. He's on a creative like high streak apparently to be filming films back to back. I mean, I guess the French Dispatch was delayed a little bit, but still to go from release to shooting within three months is nuts. Amazing. And to just be like at that level where yeah, I'm going to shoot this in Spain. I'm going to write them. <laughs> Yeah, write something or sh- shoot something that takes place in this awesome part of the world. I had that very conversation with Alex today while we were driving. Uh, a song from Lilo and Stitch came on, and it's uh, in Hawaiian. And I was like, oh, the island life, wouldn't it just be like the best to just like be a part of it? And she's like, yep. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to – we'll shoot all of our films in Hawaii. They got a really good film industry there and great locations. And she's like, I'm down with that. So Justin, most of our films are going to be shot in Hawaii. Are you cool with that? (laughs) If you're looking to steal my wife, then, then, then yes. Her dream is to go there. I mean, she's been there before, but that's like, she really wants to go to Hawaii. So yeah, that'd be an easy sell. There you go. Another film. In Hawaii, would you like to come? <laughs> Bags are already packed. Yes, sir. Well, that's good. Um, you know, I wanted to talk about another trailer, but I kind of just want to get things moving here. So I'm not going to go too far into this one. Clifford, the Big Red Dog, uh, originally published in book in 1963. So I'm sure everybody listening has heard of Clifford the Big Red Dog before. Uh, they are shooting, or they, sorry, they did shoot a live action. And I got to tell you, man, I'm excited for this because I didn't, I heard about this late. Just recently, I heard about it. I watched the trailer and it looks damn good. Like really good. Uh, live action. So, you know, Clifford is CGI'd, but they did a really good job. I'm going to post something about it. Uh, I'm going to send it to you, Hayden, after this episode. It's It looks fun, man. It looks really fun. Uh, but another one I did want to talk about is the Fast and the Furious franchise. Because um, Tyrese Gibson was talking in an interview, and there, I guess there's been a lot of hype about fast and the furious franchise melding in with another and talks came up about Jurassic park, Jurassic world, <laughs> you know, cause they're always trying to escalate the fast and the furious franchise. I think in the latest one, they have Tyrese Gibson, like literally like going into space and Justin Lin wanted to, shoot it practically so you know that's the thing with fast and furious you know these guys started as street racers we've talked about this before they started street racers and now they're basically they could probably go toe-to-toe with the avengers and like you know put up a good fight like that's it's insane uh these these they might as well be super soldiers so anyways he was talking in an interview but he said most likely uh and i think because is two jurassic world might be warner brothers and these guys are universal but Transformers. I could see that. I could see them 
maybe melding the Fast and the Furious franchise with Transformers. Racing cars, fighting cars. It only makes sense, right? Anyways, it's a fun little interview. I'll, 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 I'll post up the link for it too. Because what he's talking about, and this is actually something I didn't know because I just assumed the Fast franchise would go on forever. But they're only doing two more. They're only doing a 10 and 11. And so they're going to be wrapping it up. So it'll be interesting to see how they're going to do that with the this you know franchise that has just <laughs> seemed to continue to escalate and escalate. Maybe they only have like there's only like okay there's only two more places we can take this further. <laughs> After that, I don't know. We 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 gotta quit. So, um, I'm looking forward to the Fast Nine when it comes out. Uh, I think it is actually started to to premiere already. So. Uh, looking forward to that one and the next two for sure. You know what's funny about that is that he was already he was in Transformers. He was in the first two Transformers films. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, right. Yeah, he he talked about that too. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, okay, you're gonna cross uh, cross those in now. Can you imagine that? That would be that'd be almost too too outrageous. I think. You're going to drive well, these souped-up cars, but it's actually a robot in disguise. <laughs> Robots. It's, he says in it, too, because it's so, it's so like, a matter of fact, you know, because they asked him about the Fast and the Furious and Jurassic Park combining. And he said, I know nothing about that, man. He says, I'm thinking that the crossover would be more Transformers and Fast than Jurassic Park. Cars that become robots and vice versa. We can do that first and then get to dinosaurs. <laughs> like that's like baby steps, you know? <laughs> like, come on, let's we'll do this slow. Like <laughs> that said, uh, I know I'm going a little off what I was gonna say, but there's they just announced the next Transformers film. There's another oh, one. did they? There's another one coming, and I have to look it up because I can't remember what it's called. But you might it's, have remembered it's not it. Bay, the, is it? I don't think so. Uh, but back in the nineties, do you remember a show called Beast Wars? Yes. Oh my god, was that the nineties? <laughs> no, it might have been uh, the two thousands. I don't know. Anyone know the Transformers Beast Wars? Uh, side fact: uh, Mr. John Poser, one of my directing mentors through film school, and Justin, you might have worked with him on a bunch of things as well. He actually directed episodes of Transformers: Beast Wars. Uh, so that's I always thought that was super cool. But the current, the next film that's been announced is Transformers: Rise of the Beasts, and I'm like, that can only mean uh-huh. one thing: they're going to be bringing in like. Optimus Primal or whatever his name was, it like Cheetah and all, and it, I don't know, it was just weird. I was like, they brought in the Dinobots in the last one or whenever it was. I haven't even seen past the third one, I think. And now they're going and they're going to bring in. I think, like with the Fast and the Furious franchise, they're getting too big. They need to come back small again, rounded out story characters. Yes. They're gone too much like we need to <laughs> intense action sequences. Yeah, just constant like, no. stimulus. Whoa. Yeah. What happened in the film? Uh they drove a car really fast and they stole something and something blew up. <laughs> and yeah. one of them died. Well, one of them <laughs> did. But they actually they're back alive again. They didn't actually die. Anyways. 
It's complicated. It's complicated, folks. The last thing I want to mention before we move on to our main discussion is the thing that I wanted to mention, but Transformers, you know. Uh, you might have remembered back ooh, earlier in the year, they announced the next live-action Star Wars film that's going to be coming out, Rogue Squadron from Patty Jenkins. They now have a writer attached. And that writer oh. is Matthew Robinson. Now, he's done a little film called The Invention of Lying. Oh, Matthew. Yeah, that guy. He's an all right he kid. Did the, he did The Invention of Lying? For some yep. reason, I always thought that was Ricky Gervais. Well, he starred in it, but this guy wrote it. So, No, I know, but Ricky Gervais is also, I mean, I just assume he writes all the funny shit he does. <laughs> but yeah, so it's his, his good film. Yeah, so I was like, oh, cool, you know, because I looked at his, uh, his back catalog and he's not done too many films. So I always wonder how that works because to land a Star Wars film when your resume is not very big, I'm like, do they literally let you go in there and like interview for the gig or what? Do they look at your previous work or do you have a really good agent that's like, dude, you got to look at my dude. How many times do you want to say, dude, okay, well, look at your dude. <laughs> So you're saying there's a chance? There's always a chance. We could just maybe go he's and... got a a bunch of stuff written, yeah, that hasn't been made, and he uses that. That's his resume. He's like, boom, here I have all these. What do you think? I'll take Probably. the job. Thank you. I mean, he might have written like an amazing spec script for a Star Wars film that's never going to get made, but they read it and they're like, you know what? We could use this style in our new film. How about that? So I thought that was cool. So that that's coming together. Got a director, got a writer. Now we just got to wait two more years. <laughs> Till they start shooting. Yeah. Well, what is it? Another December. two years after that. And there's probably some pandemic. It could be another four. So like eight to 10 years. December <laughs> 2023, I think, is when it's meant to come out. Like Christmas time in two and a half years. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas Day 2023. So not that long to go. Two years, yeah. We're I think it's, it's it's a good timeline to let uh, Star Wars breathe a bit before they, you know, we'll have the Mandalorian, we'll have Book of Boba Fett, we'll have maybe have a Soaker in there, and Obi Obi Wan Kenobi, and or I was like, yeah, it's a good Andor, Bad it's a good Batch. break. Like from feature films there's gonna be a ton of tv shows coming up in the next two years but uh feature films that we're that we're not excited about at all or probably not won't talk about <laughs> strap in folks anyway um let's move on quickly because we got a discussion to talk about and we still have a top five because i need to know because you know what i guessed i because i knew you're putting so much thought into it i was like i'm gonna guess the Bruv's top five, two, just to see, because you had some, you had some like crazy graph charts things that you had going on to pick your superheroes. So, uh, yes, people were talking about we we decided we were going to try and give our top five because uh, however many episodes back we talked, somebody did their 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 top twenty seven every single MCU film superhero ranked. Uh, their least favorite to, to to most favorite, 27 of them. We couldn't do that. Maybe we'll get to it one day, but we did top five. 
Hayden struggled more than I did, but I may have a change in mind. But uh, so, yes, I do want to get to it. All right. Now, I'm going to let you go first because I know mm. you've got only one list. Now, I have three, and I'm going to ask you. Oh, which my one you, gosh. I'm going to ask you which you one know. you want to hear, and then we can discuss the other ones later. So, I want to hear yours first. You can't have three top five lists. How well, does that work? I'll tell you how oh, yeah, it works okay, later, okay. and you'll see what I'm what I'm talking about here. Okay, so mine is, and, and this is in no particular order. As Captain America, for sure. I and you know what I love? To be in an order. No, it's just your top five. Okay, so it's a we, circle. <laughs> They can be. In- we never we never specified top five in order. We just said top five. See, I'm- this is where I got into trouble. Anyway, sorry, I, I interrupted you. Go, your top five, Captain America. No, no, that's okay, Captain America. And what I love is because after watching the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, spoiler alert, giving people time to not listen, with the Falcon becoming Captain America, um. Super excited about that because love the the OG Captain America and love the new Captain America. And you know what I was thinking about when I was actually thinking about this list was if at the end of Endgame or an Endgame when they get when Steve Rogers gave the shield to Anthony Mackie's to Sam. And, you know, said, like, I want you to be the new Captain America or or whatever. I'd have been like, oh, that's like some bull. You know, like, you know, it didn't, it wouldn't have felt right. Been given the opportunity to have that six episode uh, miniseries to show him earn, earn it. And I mean, when Steve Rogers gave him the attention of it, it wasn't to be the next Captain America. Um, But ultimately, that's what happened throughout that that series so it's just so good it's just so good so i it has a whole new meaning to me i'm excited to see what happens in the future with captain america so he's on there iron man is on there black widow is on there so excited for the new film to come out uh in two days no the ninth i thought it came out the second i think it comes out the ninth maybe the seventh or ninth anyways uh i've heard great things about it Star Lord is on there for me. Uh, that could just be because I'm a Chris Pratt fan. I really like him. And somebody who I wouldn't normally put in my top five. And this is, I think the reason they cracked it was because of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And that is, of course, Bucky Barnes. I really liked where they took his character because he was a secondary character, not somebody who typically put in a top five, but I've just really grown to, to like him through that series. So he cracked it. Right on. So that's your five that can be in any order because they're on a circle. That's how I'm thinking. Of it. <laughs> well, I mean, there's some that definitely wouldn't be number one. I, I couldn't give it a, a number one. See, if I knew these rules, I wouldn't have struggled so hard. There's no I, rules. It's just top five. Just exactly. Top but in my head, heroes. I was like, top five. So there's got to be a one, and then there has to be a five. 
So I was like, I'm going <laughs> to rank these from one down. So that's where I got stuck. But then I also, this is how my brain works, folks. So instead of just doing a top five, I was like, okay, I have to have a top five that are just my favorites. And then I have to have a top five for the best films. And then I have to have a top five for who has, who is the most, like the powers, like who's got the best powers. So I was like, I can't just narrow it down. So I had to write three lists out. So my question to you, Justin, is which one do you want to hear? Do you want to hear my top five films? Do you want to hear my top five powers or my top five favorites? Well, it has to be favorites. Favorites. Of All course, because right. powers is not fair. Because it's your favorite. Immediately. Man, number one. <laughs> I had him. He's the first one on my five that I guessed for you anyways. I mean, I didn't write him in an order, but he happens to be the first one I wrote down for you. Um, so I'd have to do favorites because I think favorites and films, because we're talking about superheroes in the MCU film universe. So generally I would think the super favorite heroes would coincide with maybe favorite films, you know, I don't know, or at least be close because if you really like a character, there's a chance you're going to like their film better anyways. You would be very close, very correct. Can I guess your top five, though? Yes, you can. Your Let's see how good you favorites. get. Favorites? Okay, Thor, of course. And I have Iron Man on there. And I do have Captain America on there. I have Black Panther and Black Widow. <laughs> Those are five. Oh, one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> <laughs> you would be very, very, very close. Oh. Four out of five. Oh. Black now, Widow not on there? I may oh. have also cheated and I added a bonus number six, but I'll tell you that one at the end. <laughs> no, Black Widow is on there. She's on there. Captain's not on there? Captain's on there as well. Uh, Black Panther. He's the one that's not on there. Only because I've only seen the film once and he's only in small parts of like the end game and in infinity war. So I'm like, don't, mm -hmm. don't get enough. I didn't get enough with his character yet to, to really rank him in my top five. Um, and the black widow, when I put on there, because she's been, I've been saying since iron man two, that, she needs to get her own film. And then I was disappointed when they, you know, they gave Captain Marvel the first solo female hero film. I was like, no, it needs to be a Black Widow film, which is finally coming out. So I'm super jacked about that. And it's probably going to bump her up the ranks. Um, but we're going top five and they're not in any ranking order. But yes, I had Captain America on there. Okay, I'm going to do it and I'm going to not tell you the number one because the number one has been staring you in the face all episode, but kind of hidden, mm. so you can't really tell. So John McClane? John McClane, <laughs> he's part of the MCU. That's why he can never die hard. <laughs> so I've got Captain America. I got Iron Man. I got Thor. I had Black Widow. And then my number one favorite, I'm going to move this microphone out of the way and see if you can see what's on my shirt here. 
I see Marvel now. Oh, of course, you sneaky SOB. You can't do that. Oh, that's I. I mean, it's legit. It's legit. It's legit. It's a Spider-Man, people. Of it's course, Spider-Man. He wasn't part of the the whole thing, but then they cracked that deal, and then he got his place in the mm. MCU, and he's very significant. He wasn't on my radar. Yeah. Now, instantly, I was thinking Marvel characters, and he's been like my OG for a long, long time because those original Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi films came out when I was in like grade 10, 11, 12. So, you know, those formative years mm. kind of fell in love with the character then. Uh, but then, yeah, the Homecoming and Far From Home films and his involvement in Civil War and, the, you know, the, the Avengers films at the end there. It's like, he's my number one because he was already a favorite before the MCU as we know it existed. So I was like, he's got to be up the, up the top there. So that's my top five. Spider-Man, Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Black Widow. Represent. How nice. Now, it is. Damn right, it's a good list. But you know what? Lists are over, son. It's time for the Nexus event. Loki episode four. I got to tell you, people, you know, we've been following this long. Spoilers coming up. Spoilers coming up. Alert. Listen. For those of you watching it, because I know viewership did drop off. They said viewership dropped off between episode one and, and three. And this is what you had talked about, Hayden. This is what you were worried about. You said, you know, this is where Marvel may start to lose people. And who knows if what the reasons are to that. Anyways. From episodes one, two, and three, we're like, questions. So many questions. Well, let me tell you, episode four, holy smokes. Um, you know, okay, maybe it answered a question or two, but it's like 12 more questions. It's like, come on. What else? No. I, just, I don't even know, man. Like, holy crap. Uh, you know, it was I, I. One thing I really liked is you. You really got into Sylvie's. You started to see a little bit of her backstory. I thought that was neat. That was introduced. We finally got to meet the timekeepers. One of the big questions we had was, "Who are the timekeepers? Are they real? Are they not?" That was was made a little bit more clear, ish, in this episode. You know, but then people were getting pruned like like no tomorrow. And when did they start calling it getting pruning somebody? They're getting pruned. I was like, what is that? I thought it was getting deleted or washed or something. Now, apparently, when you delete somebody, it's called getting pruned. So, man, it was like, it, it, like a lot happened this episode. A lot did happen. Now, I'm just going to go backtrack super quick here. I have a random theory that doesn't relate to Loki, but it kind of does because of what's happening in Loki. <laughs> to, do with, to do with timelines, but not to do with his story, so to speak, right? So okay. you've got the timekeepers, you've got the sacred timeline, and they don't want, and the, the timekeepers are in charge of making sure that there are no nexus events that create offshoots and alternate timelines that can mess with the, you know, the chaos of the universe or create chaos in the universe. Avengers Endgame, 
Captain America causes a Nexus event by going back in time with the Pym Particles and living a life with Peggy. They are going to come, the TVA TVA are going to come for him and reset that timeline so he doesn't get to do that. So therefore, old Captain America won't exist. And he'll only be young. So that gives him an in to bring back Chris Evans if he ever wants to come back. Hmm. No, you can't bring him back. That's what I'm saying. Could you? Could you have two? Could you have Sam? And I don't know why I just went to old man voice there. That's that's how excited I was. (laughs) Son of a bee. Holy cow. Now, I said that, Uh, and there's still a couple more episodes that might quash that theory in general. But we don't know that. Yeah, that could be the sacred timeline. That could be part of the sacred timeline. And I only came up with that when you talked about your Captain America Falcon thing. And I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hang on. You know, there's so many questions about the sacred timeline because this is what gets hard when you start writing about in sci-fi films about time and jumping back and forth and multiverses and this and that and butterfly effect. If you change one little thing in the past, it creates this whole alter, you know, is there's a sacred timeline. If anything branches off the, then they would know that when certain things that are happening to the timekeepers or to the TVA with the Loki and the variant and, and all this, that would technically be its own branch, you know? So it gets really confusing. So anyways, that is an interesting theory, but I, at first I was like, no, you can't do that because Sam is Captain America now, but now I'm like Sam and Steve Rogers is Captain America. Okay. Wait a minute. Mind blown. Anyway, that is another discussion. I'm going to stick with Loki and I'm going to say this. We asked the difficult questions last week Mm -hmm. that we were like, do we bring these up? Is this appropriate for a Disney Plus TV show? Can Loki fall in love with himself or herself? And what happens in this episode? Well, and first of all, Loki's already in love with themselves. Yes. I I was talking to Kate about this at the dinner table because... It's a wild day today, and I knew we were recording, and it came out today, so I was like, I have to watch it before. So I watched it. She didn't get an opportunity to watch it. Weird. And I was telling her about what happened in the episode. And I put it out to her, you know, about, you know, would you be able to be with yourself from a different universe, you know, of the, you know, of the opposite sex? Or same sex. It doesn't matter. But love yourself in a romantic way. And she's like, no, absolutely not. I was like, what? Of course you can. I was like, I could. Absolutely. She's like, no, that'd be like, like, a, with like a brother or sister. I was like, no, no, it's not. It's not your brother or sister. I said, it's you. You. <laughs> you know? She's like, no, that's weird. I was like, come on, tell me. I don't know. So for me, I could see it. I'm behind this relationship 100%. Now, how many of you other analysts out there could have guessed that? Like, we we randomly theorized this based on little moments, and we were right. I was like, so, I was like, 
yeah. I was like, oh, I can't wait to talk to him about this because we were right. <laughs> and I'm like, how often and are we right when we're theorizing about stuff? With 2% of the time. Yes. You know what the, the craziest thing about it was too is because they had got sent to his last week was Lamentus, right? So they get sent to Lamentus. It's the one apocalypse where nobody escapes. The moon crashes into the planet. It ends on a cliffhanger last last episode because the shuttle to get off the planet gets destroyed. And they're sitting there. Now, what we've found throughout the course of Loki is the only place you can hide on the sacred timeline is it is right before an apocalypse because it doesn't matter what you do you can't change the fact that everybody's going to die you just can't therefore you don't create there's no nexus event there's no branch timeline the TVA isn't alerted so the planet's going to be destroyed. The moon's coming into it. Loki and Sylvie are sitting there. That's it, sitting there. The, 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 the moon is coming. It's um, two minutes away from being destroyed. And all they do is have an intimate moment. And not in a sexual way. And it cuts to the TVA. And off the sacred timeline, you see a branch line. And it ain't just veering off. It is shooting to the moon. And Mobius, Mobius, Mobius says, I've never seen uh, a branch like this. What is this? And that's how ultimately they end up finding where they are and they send, you know, time portals to bring them back to the TVA and that's what gets them off the planet so they could survive. But it leaves with this big question, just them having sharing an intimate moment on a planet that's about to be destroyed creates an entire new timeline. How? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Which we are now living in because that timeline that they just branched off is obviously one that involves the two of them linked somehow. And now they're on back in the regular sacred timeline. Well, one of them, one of them. Okay. I got to say this now before we get too far in, did you see the post credit scene? There's a post credit scene. Yes. Did you ah. stop it too early? Did you stop it no, too early? No, I let it run, but you know, I was probably doing something. Oh, I man. was waiting for it. What's the post-credit scene? Okay, I've written a note down here. I was like, I've got Mobius death dot dot dot. Yeah. Loki That's as well, question mark. Yeah. I was like, and then as I was scribbling lines during the credits, I was like, uh, pruning causes the people to go somewhere else because we're talking about time, right? Mm -hmm. As a being becomes essentially part of the time fabric of the universe, there's got to be a way for them to manifest again somewhere else because the way that they die, it's not like they're being shot and their lifeless body is there, right? They're literally just like whatever 
disappearing into nothingness. It was not like a snap where they turned into ash, you know, and disappeared. Mm-hmm. Something about them. So I was like, maybe these people aren't actually dying. They're becoming like, say, like part of the Matrix, right? The the manif- the the physical manifestation of their body disappears, but the physical soul of them becomes part of a system or part of time. That was my theory. And as I was writing this post credit scene, Loki is laying on the ground in a field and he wakes up and he goes, is this hell? Have I died? And then off camera, you hear Richard E. Grant's voice and he goes, he says something along the lines of like, not yet you haven't. And then it cuts to all these different variants of Loki. There's like four what? of them. Yeah. Okay, I got to go back and watch this. So I knew as soon yeah. Well, I knew as soon as they, like Mobius, 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 and Loki finally had their their true coming together moment, which I liked in this episode. And then, of course, immediately after that, Mobius, Mobius, Mobius gets pruned. And as soon as they pruned him, I was like, okay, A, I hate the show, or B, yeah. <laughs> I do like, the same action. Like, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, no, this can't be. This is too easy. They're not just going to kill him off like this and sh- screw you if you do. I was like, s- like, he will be back, I don't know, in, how, in one way or another. And then at the end of the episode, uh, when they pruned Loki, as we know, I was like, okay, you know, this, th- that can't be. But then I thought, well, it's it's too early in the first season to get rid of Tom. But if you think about it, really, Sylvie is Loki. So the story could continue. But I don't think they have the coins to go that way. I, I, I don't feel like they've wrapped up the Mobius, Mobius, Mobius and uh, Tom Loki storylines. And now when you tell me about the post credit scene, uh, I'm sure of it. <laughs> I expect to get a message from you after we record, once you've watched it. <laughs> just pull it up on your phone or whatever and just watch the last like five minutes or whatever it is. But I've watched that and I was like, okay, so people are somewhere. They are somewhere. It might be like a, a limbo state or like maybe they're on another timeline. Maybe they go back to being, they live, maybe the timekeepers because I still think that they are real. Yeah, the ones that they showed today, they were like, which funnily enough, I had a really hard time understanding the dialogue from oh, some of them. Yeah. I was like, well, the mix on this is subtitles, weird. Subtitles, please. Yeah, subtitles. 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 <laughs> It's like but watching an Australian out- TV show, you know, like just yeah, turn the subtitles like, on. <laughs> what? So they turn out to be androids, but I'm like, no, they've got to be there somewhere because they're obviously the TVA are jumping through time. So there's got to be someone that's controlling all of that. Because I brought up like one of the questions brings up, who created the TVA? And why are they using variants to run it? 
So the timekeepers, even though they turned out to be androids just in that room, I think that they're still real and they're still out there somewhere that we'll see. Who knows? I, I think I, I, yeah, see, I'm, I'm, I'm on the other side of the fence on that. I don't, of course they're real. Of course somebody's running the TVA, but I don't think it's space lizards any more than I think, you know, I believe in Scientology. <laughs> it's real, man, don't you know? It's based on a book that was written from someone's brain, but, you know, it's real. So for all you Scientologists out there, but... Yes, we, we, we support you, for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, see, I, I think, I don't know, I'm... I don't know where I am in my theories now. I feel... It's just, I'm trying to think of what's coming. The multiverse stuff is. I'm, I'm maybe I'm trying to be too analytical. Of, I'm thinking because I, you, you, we know Feige, we know Marvel, we know everything is is it's all it's all linked together, right? And I think Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Ant Man and the Quantum Mania. I'm thinking like just even like. You know, it makes me think of Men in Black when they talk and they're like, you know, you gotta have a whole universe on a the atom in your thumbnail or something like that. Because I, I, I think, me, I don't know, I, 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 I don't believe the timekeepers are some celestial beings. beings. Is, is celestial? <laughs> Is that a thing? I'm going to go with it. It is Sounds because right. Star-Lord is half <laughs> celestial being. He's not oh, is he perfect? Yeah, he's not 100% human. Of course not. He's Star-Lord. Um, so, I, th I, yeah, I think it's something – I think there's, I think it's brains, like your favorite superpower, intelligence. I think it's – I think it's – but, you know – I'm not very bright, so chances are I'm wrong. I'm not nice. a celestial being. <laughs> not a celestial being. Well, I would would have been interested to know because um, when they're on Lamentus and yeah, the moon crashes into the planet and they touch hands and Sylvie and Loki create that huge nexus spike. When he comes to the realization, when, when Mobius, Mobius, Mobius just throws it out there in his face, like, ha, 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 look at your eyes, you know, you're in love with yourself, aren't you? And he has this big revelation, and I was jumping in my seat because that's what we said. They then do that battle in the timekeeper's chambers where they beat all the TV agents, and then he tries to explain it, and he's like, I've never felt this before. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, hmm. Well, I'll just show you. He doesn't say that, but he goes to show her, and I'm like, he's going to kiss her, and it's going to, and then he gets in the back. But that moment there would have also created a massive, another Nexus spike because he was literally about to romantically link with himself. So, <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome. I mean, come on. Would you not want to? <laughs> No, I'm gonna stop not, talking. It, I'm technically, gonna stop talking. it's not—it's not a carbon copy of yourself. So, I mean, he calls himself a narcissist in his little time cell, 
where and that's you know he, he like this is what I am as a person. So he's not falling in love with an exact copy of himself. Just so happens to be another version of himself who's completely her own person. It just so mm-hmm. happens to be in that timeline. She was born exactly. a princess of Asgard. So exactly, exactly. People, there's nothing weird about it. Okay. Like you've never fallen in love with yourself before. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You know, it's what not I'm like saying. you were cloned and you fell in love with your clone. It is literally a different being. It just so happens to be yeah. the same being of you. Just in a different but, what, but, but what I'm saying is, this is what I'm saying is you have fallen in love with yourself if you get what I'm saying before. So this is like that, but not you, but you. Huh? I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to stop talking. Are you confused yet, audience? <laughs> but I think it's a really good step forward, one, for Marvel, and two, for this story. I'm like, this is going to be, hopefully... They don't end up killing off either Sylvie or Tom. No, I mean Loki. <laughs> Here, let me confuse their characters <laughs> with their real selves. I think they're going to end up the two together, and they're going to end up on the one timeline together. I think we might see her. Here's I another know. bold prediction. She will nope. show up again. She'll somehow, I mean, unless unless all of a sudden the sacred timeline cracks and we end up with like, 50 different timelines which means then mcu can go you know what we're going to tell this story in this time i mean they're going to do that with one of the the what if show the what if is like yeah that's right the characters in different timelines if they had become their own thing so they're going to address that but it yeah. really it opens the door it, it, and they don't have to go any way, but it leaves it open to the possibility to take the MCU anywhere, which is smart. Because it's like, well, where can they go? It's like, well, we'll just create another universe. <laughs> and this is the story that takes place in that universe. I think, I think though, in the spirit, spirit of storytelling, you have to say goodbye sometimes. And phase one, phase two, phase three... As they go into phase four, there'll be a phase five. You know what's going to happen. Uh, you have to say goodbye to Tom. Not necessarily Loki. I think you have to say goodbye to Tom. Not that I don't like Tom. But it just brings a, a new element to the Loki character. Like if you want to keep the Loki character, but not have it, you know, get stale. That's where I think they should go, but not true. immediately, not immediately. But you know, if, if a, let's just say, let's just put it out there. If a Loki has to continue on, I'd rather see it as Sylvie because it's new. It's fresh. Even though she doesn't see herself as a Loki. And there's so much more that you can get into because like in this episode, you find out she was kidnapped. She was brought into the TVA as a child, a child. They came and got her and said, you know, you've wandered off the sacred timeline. We must delete you. 
she ultimately escapes, but it, it, when it comes back to it later in the episode, she 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 confronts the and I forget her name, Mobius, Mobius, Mobius's friend and uh, boss, essentially. Asks if she remembers her and says, "Do you? What did I do? What did I do to cause this nexus event?" And she's like, I, "I don't remember." Which was just like a see you next Tuesday move because she remembers, but she won't say. And uh, so there's a lot to explore there because she talks about how she was always, when she escaped, she's running from the TVA. But wherever she would go, whatever timeline she would go to, she's not supposed to be there. Therefore, causes a Nexus event. The TVA spots it chases her down so she's always on the run and this is where sylvie learns to hide in uh, the timelines right before an apocalypse so her whole life has just been witnessing the end of the world a thousand times over so you know i feel like there's like a lot of story there that you can explore as well as you know she's the god of mischief mischief of, of asgard so I, it'd be kind of neat to see uh, that. I would like to see both of them for at least a little bit more. But who knows? Yeah, oh, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. Not immediately. Not immediately. I think give Tom a proper sending off if you're going to, if that's the way they're going. And I don't see why they couldn't coexist because, I mean, he has that, uh, that, that moment with Mobius, 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 where... He's like, I'm scared of being alone. Actually, that's before Mobius, Mobius, Mobius shows up. That there is when you realize that he had feelings for Sylvie. That there is why the two of them need to be together for a little bit. Because mm. she, she could do, un, not un, is it unrequited love? Loki could be pining over her and she could be as blind as a bat to it and not know about it. And you can stretch that for quite some time. <laughs> or at least do a film about it. Mm. Who knows? Maybe they'll cram that in the next two episodes. But uh, yeah, that was the big thing that I want to jump out about. The other one was the TVA, some of them figuring out that they are variants. I was like, some, when I was watching, I was like, B15, I'm like, she, something's not going, not right with her at the moment. Like, what's going on? And then she says, she's like, Yo, when you enchanted me, I saw something. What was it? Tell me. Same thing with what's the name? C20, who they deleted or whatever they de deceased. Um, yeah, it's interesting because when Sylvie would enchant them, uh, how she would do that is through memories. Yeah, and like, so I'm everyone she enchants. In your head. Yeah. Exactly. Everyone, every, everybody she enchants uh, suddenly starts to remember things from their past that that they didn't know before, or that they the TVA the timekeepers had wiped. And um, so, yeah, that was one of the big questions that was raised in the last episode. Was at the end was all the agents who believe they were created by the timekeepers. Are actually all variants. Well, now, as you mentioned, they're starting to realize that, and that played a big part in B fifteen, the B fifteen hunter. She's the one who came in at the end, 
because the timekeepers requested that they see firsthand the pruning, the deletion of the Loki, the Lokis. So when they're there about to get deleted, she, B-15, shows up and releases the collar and gives them their power. And that's how they chop the head off the one timekeeper and find out they're actually androids. So I wonder how much further they will go with that. I wonder if they'll go deeper into Mobius, Mobius, Mobius's background and the woman who is in charge. Because, you know, they sort of opened that box. Yeah, and putting her so as we'll, the one that was who originally captured Sylvie, she was like the TVA member that got her the first time. So it's just like a lifelong chase of yeah. a certain person. And all she has to do is enchant her, and she'll know her memories. So it's kind of neat. And I wonder if Moby, Moby, Mobius, if they come together, will want to be enchanted to know who he was. Well, he wants to know if he had a jet ski or not. That's an important question. It's an important question. He probably did. He probably, what, that's why he liked that magazine so much. It was like the one part of the brain that was still like flickering. Previous life. Anyway. His pubious life. His pubious. You were going pew, 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 pew. So my mouth is going. His pew 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 pubius pubius he'll still be alive you know wherever loki's ended up after you watch that scene he will find he'll he'll instantly be like yo because that's how loki talks he'll be like where is where are we <laughs> yo wtf where we at where we at if i'm here that means my friend Mobius, Mobius, Mobius is somewhere too. We must yep. find him because he has, he'll have answers that we'll, they'll be able to do. So next week's going to be a doozy. Um, I don't have much so more. Sure. You got much more? No, I think that's make a fantastic way to end it. All right. That said, folks, uh, like we mentioned earlier, Rachel is traveling cross country. Moving her family across to the other side of where she's currently at, to a new home. So no Rachel's review this week. So we come to the part of the show, folks. If we have any left, if those old fellas haven't drunk at all. What are you talking about? I finished hours ago. This the whiskey shot, <laughs> folks. We've hit the part of the show where we wrap everything up with some clinky clinky. Wrap it up. You might have heard Justin making some sounds before. That was the sound of ice hitting a glass. That's exactly what ice sounds like. Exactly. The whiskey shot where we round up what we're going to be doing for the following few days that lead into next week. Creatively, non-creatively, socially, adventurously, uh, it steps from the martini shot, which is the thing you would say on a film set when you were close to finishing. Actually, it was the last shot of the day. You would say the martini shot because the next one was at the bar. We're making a whiskey because we like whiskey. 
So I'm going to start it off. I'm going to finish off Empire. I'm going to watch a bunch more films, I think. I might see, I might uh, keep going with Wes Anderson films. I don't know why, because I like his stuff, like his style. Uh, I actually started writing some more songs for Project Punk. Hashtag get those get those pages. Songs. Songs. <laughs> get those songs. Get those pages. Get um, those words. Get those words down on the page. Um, and that's probably about it. It's going to be same, same, but different. And obviously next week I'm gonna you'll hear from us again because we'll have watched Loki and we'll be discussing episode five. I'm gonna buzz it over to Mr. Fantastic to round us out. Let me round you out here, people. Listen, my week, man. Like, listen, my my in-laws fly in tomorrow night. Uh, pick them up at the airport. Spend some time with them, man. They're here for like ten days. So I'm super jacked about that. It's been so long since I've seen him. Uh, I'm definitely going to be watching the next episode of Loki, though, as far as what else I'm going to be watching. I just don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Uh, summer's happening. You know, restrictions are easing. Life's starting to get back a little bit to normal. I'm a, I'm, I got some more days. Of ho- I got holidays. So it's too hard to tell, but I can tell you what I'm going to do for sure besides watching Loki. and that's. Man, I'm happy that you've been writing lyrics because I have been banging out some jams, man. Let me tell you, I was, I've been working on something. I've been working on something and I haven't showed Hayden yet. I send him some stuff of playing. Well, I used to, but now I'm like, no, no, I'm not sending him anything more because I've been working on, on one song in particular. And, uh, it makes me like, just, I don't know feel so good but like nerd out when i when i play it and i feel like that's a good thing so project punk that's uh i'll definitely be doing that as well as watching the next episode of loki other than that though don't know i guess you'll have to come back next week and find out you'll have to find out what else i watched you know Finally, I forgot to mention it at the beginning of the episode, but uh, if you ever want to get in contact with us or have some fun with us online, we like to play around with you guys. We like to talk to you guys. Uh, follow us on any of our socials. Facebook from a certain point of view. Instagram from a certain point of view podcast. Twitter from a certain PO1. Hate mail, please. From a certain point of view podcast at gmail.com. Love it. And uh, if you want to know about this Project Punk thing, you can find us on any of our Wooden Bull Films socials. Just look up Wooden Bull Films on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You'll find us. That's it. Uh, I want to say thank you for for uh, coming on this ride with us this week, for following us along on all these weeks. If you're new, please come back. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This week, I'm going to leave you all with a question. This is a, this is an important question. It's okay. so important. You better listen. <laughs> Would you hook up with yourself? You know, not like yourself, but like at the version, <laughs> a an version alternate of timeline the, of yourself, an, an alternate timeline version of yourself. Of the gender 
or sex that you're into as well, I might have, you know. Uh, I know, I know my answer. Hayden knows his. Do you know yours? Okay, good night. Hi.